The Metis Tech Show. Welcome to the Metis Tech Show, a show for HVAC professionals by HVAC professionals. The Metis Tech Show. So you're a steak eater? Yeah. yeah so so what's, your, what's your favorite cut? Oh, geez. I mean, my favorite is a ribeye. Oh, I love yeah. ribeye. Mine is Pismo. Cowboy ribeye. What? Pismo is one to two steps above the, um, not the sirloin. What's above the sirloin? Prime rib? Uh, no. No. Um, Porterhouse? No, above that. The Pismo is a very small cut, but it's the most tender piece Filet? Uh, uh, right above the filet. I've never heard of that. Pismo, look it up. <laughs> Google it. He's Googling it right now. I am going to Google it right now. <laughs> you know, just outside, they had a sign that said bourbon, bourbon steer. Yes. Outside the hotel. What is that all about? Well, they get the cows drunk first. Yeah, but, but is it really bourbon? And Come on they, now. That's, oh, but that's, bourbon steak, that's the restaurant out front. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense because the back of my head, I'm going, they use Come mar- on. They use bourbon to marinate the meat. Okay, well that that may make sense, but <laughs> that to have them good to have them drink <laughs> bourbon, what a waste of bourbon! Yeah. <laughs> Did you find it, Paul? I got listen. I got here. Not that I've ever says, had bourbon. I'm just saying. It says filet mignon. It says ribeye. It says strip, sirloin, London broil. I got T-bone or porterhouse yeah. tomahawk. Pismo is above skirt, the filet mignon. Flank, I flunk flank. <laughs> hanger, I never go to hanger, rump steak. And what's it called? A biz- Denver cut, flap steak, cube steak. Yeah. How much? Flat iron. Expensive cut. You can all, oh, yeah. You can only get it at uh, okay. me, um, meat houses. Okay. There's no such thing. You Wait won't see it on the store. Wait a minute. Have you ever been to Burns in Tampa? No. You can't get it at Burns? I don't know if you guys have ever been to, to no. Burns. No. Oh, my gosh. Yes. The steak there is amazing. They, they bring out the cuts of steak raw. On a big old platter. Mm. And they have you choose not just where the flake, where the, the steak is at, what kind of steak it is, but even the thickness. You get to choose whether it's one inch, two inches, three inches. Wow. It's ridiculous. Then they cook it up for you. It's an amazing experience. Soon as you're done with that, there's a completely different restaurant upstairs where you have desserts. And I'm telling you, it's three or four pages full of desserts that you can have. And this is where? This is in Tampa. How long will it take us to get to Tampa? Yeah, about an hour. <laughs> okay, let's go. I mean, why not? Yeah, so, Juan, I hate to disappoint you, but according to Taste of Home, there are 16 cuts of meat, and Pismo mm-hmm. is not on there. It's, right. Look, Pismo is so rare, it's not even listed. That's, a, that's incredible. That's got to be it. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, and how do you like it? Rare, medium, well? Uh, definitely rare. Yeah. I think people who, who have like the well done steak, I think why even have a steak? Yeah, dude, just, just have a burger. Yeah. I like it medium. I don't mind, you know, rare. I like a medium somewhere between rare and medium for me, but as long as it's tender and juicy and flavorful and pig. Exactly. All right. So a, P- a Pismo steak is peeled side muscle on, um, when the butcher butchers receive a box of Pismos, it contains whole beef tenderloins. <laughs> so it is a thing. You see, Paul, we're peasants. That's yeah, why we don't know. Fat yeah. and silver skin still on. <laughs> yeah, I never heard of it. 
No, again, I'm yeah. Okay. I'm honored. I'm honored. Let, let me see. Let me see. He's showing pictures around here. There it is. It looks like a fillet. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a fillet. But it's a, yeah. it's right. a very. It, it. I was told the butcher told me it's the very end of the fillet. It's and it, a very they leave the muscle piece. attached. Yeah. Okay, they leave like right. a, a yeah. sliver of muscle. Now, now, what's your? How do you guys season your steaks? If you're making a steak at home, what are you throwing on the steak? Oh. I keep it simple. Yeah, salt and pepper. Exactly. Yeah. Salt pepper. I'm, I'm like marinating it sometimes. I like to try some olive oil. I like some sea salt. So yeah, good. I'll rub up some olive oil on it, yeah, some yeah. extra virgin olive yes. oil, but just basically salt and pepper. I like the flavor of the meat itself. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of there's different ways that you can you know you can cook the steak au poivre and all kinds of things. I can't believe I just said au poivre. I'm impressed. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So so much for the peasant thing. That yeah. Yeah. Going on I, know, I sound snooty, but you know, I, it took me years in practice, but. You know, it's, I like the steak, just a little salt and pepper, and that's it. What do you cook on? I just use a grill. Um, like I, a I haven't got a smoker yet. Yeah. Um, I prefer, I don't use it much, but I prefer the charcoal. But, you know, I have the gas grill and I have the charcoal grill, which I use maybe once or twice a year. But, you know, and people say, oh, it's not that bad. You just get one of those little chimney things like that thing. But I just rather just, you know, put it in there. In the wintertime, if it's really bad, um, you get a very hot oven and a cast iron skillet, and you put the skillet in the you know, 400, 500 degree oven as hot as you can get it. You throw the steak on there, you sear it on the stovetop, and then you put it in the oven for a little bit. comes out pretty good, too, in a, in a pinch. I know there are probably guys out there that smoke meat all the time, and they're probably just getting, you know, driving off the road just listening to me. But this, you gotta do, you got to cook with what you got. But in all honesty, I'd, I'd rather go out and have a steak that somebody else cooked most of the time than doing it myself it's true all right welcome to the metas tech show everybody yay here we are thanks we, for having me yeah we have uh brigham dickinson from uh power, power selling pros on the show yeah glad to be here thanks guys so, so brigham tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and and what you do for specifically for hvac contractors yeah so 15 years ago i was doing some digital advertising sales and uh, it was back in 2008, so nobody could afford an employee. So I, I did it independently, and they'd pay me as a broker. And so I hustled like crazy, really, really worked hard. And one of my clients, uh, Troy Nearings of Nearings Plumbing and Heating, uh, basically had me doing his advertising for him. He brought me in one day, and he said, hey, Brigham, uh, we got we to gotta pause the advertising. And I said, well, why? What's going on? I mean, he was one of three clients at the time. I wasn't going to let him go. <laughs> yeah. This is how I provided for my family. So right, I was right. like, hey, man. Uh, what's going on with the leads? And he said, well, uh, when they call in, they just want a ballpark price. They just want to know what you charge come out. Just want to talk to a technician. And I said, well, those are leads. They're not calling for their health. I mean, they want, they want help. Uh, they're just asking how much is it? Cause they don't know the difference between you and the next guy aside from your price. So we just gotta, we just gotta bring value to that question. And, uh, he said, well, what do you have in mind? I said, well, let me train them. And he said, what do you mean train them? I said, well, I could start coaching them on a regular basis. We could even listen to their phone calls and provide accountability over time. And he said, you'd do that? And I said, absolutely, I'd do that. Of course, I wanted to keep my account, right? I'm trying to take care of my family here. And he says, all right, let's do it. Well, within a month, we had his call conversions up by 20%. And then wow. his friend, uh, Tom Robichaud, gave me a call, Precision Plumbing and Heating in Boulder, Colorado. He gave me a call and he said, hey, I hear you're training Troy's team. And I said, yep, training his team. And I'm also doing his advertising. He's like, that's fine would you like to come train my CSRs? I said, absolutely, but I need to do your advertising. He says, yeah, I've got that covered, but I'll pay you to train my team. 
And I, of course, the light bulb came up over my head. I was like, oh my gosh, I could, I could have a business training CSRs. Mm-hmm. And so next thing I know, uh, I'm down in Boulder uh, training his CSRs and I'm getting paid for it. So awesome. About two months later, uh, Tom and Troy got together. This industry is so awesome this way. But when you do a good job, they try to take care of you, right? They do everything they can to take care of you. And so they got together and they said, hey, let's help bring them out. And they referred me to Micah Gugliero uh, in East Brunswick, New Jersey. And he owned a company at Gold Medal at the time. Mm-hmm. So I spoke with Mike and Mike said, hey, if you do a good job for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you grow your business. And I said, all right, let's do it. I'll do a good job for you. And uh, sure enough, within a few months, he had me working with tons of heating and cooling contracts. I started hiring all my friends. You guys, I don't have a lot of friends. And they're all working with us now, right? And so uh, 15 years later, I've got over 1,000 CSRs working that we're working with, training them uh, one-on-one, twice a month, using their own phone calls. And so it's been, it's been a lot of fun. That's kind of how we got our start. At the beginning of this year, I uh, started working with uh, technicians one-on-one. And the cool thing about uh, working with technicians is, is that uh, they love the customer. They love what they do. They love fixing things. But the last thing they want to be caught doing is, you know, selling. Yeah, which they, is, they don't want to admit that. <laughs> yeah. The way I started to approach the beginning of the year, in fact, I started working with a company called uh, Village Plumbing. I got into a technician uniform and would meet them on the job site. I wouldn't go in the truck with them, but I'd meet them on the job site. We'd go, to, we'd go in together to the customer's home, and uh, I'd get them to the point where they sign on the dotted line, uh, metaphorically speaking, right? Everybody's got a service titan tablet now. Yeah. Uh, so, so they'd sign on the dotted line uh, or on the tablet, and, and then I'd bounce and go to the next one. Well, that way I could do five or six jobs a day. Uh, so since the beginning of the year, about six different companies I, I've been doing ride-alongs with, I've had over 100 ride-alongs and counting. Using the same process, we teach CSRs to uh, help technicians make more sales without realizing they're making more sales. You see, with CSRs, you tell them you're, uh, they're selling, they don't like that either. So instead, we call it customer service. Yes. We'll, cu- well, CSR, just for the clarification, is customer service rep. Yeah. People right. who answer phones for, right. for a heating and cooling company. Yeah. Exactly. But using the same principles, the same strategies, uh, without selling, right, we help, we help technicians make a whole lot more sales. Yeah. Just connecting with the customer. And so you brought up something interesting. You know, Juan, Steve, and I have backgrounds. We were once, all three of us were once in the van as technicians. Yep. Right? And when we go to training, if it ends up being a sales pitch, that's a turnoff for yep. most technicians, if not all technicians. They don't, sorry, I want, to, I want to learn something technical, but if it's a sales pitch, forget it. But a lot of guys don't realize that if you're a technician, if you're an installer or a service technician and you're going from job site to job site, you're in sales. Yep. Because if you've got to condemn a piece of equipment and you've got to recommend they need to replace it, you're selling something. And that's an advantage to the, to the customer. It's an advantage to the business to try to, you know, get that customer and, and improve their, what is it, comfortability in their lifestyle. So you're selling whether you want to admit it or not. Right. And Brigham, for the sake of the listener, yeah. um, you mentioned ride along. You don't have to get too specific. What, what does a ride along look like? Yeah. So for me, it's a little bit different. You know, most people are going to jump in a van with the technician and then go out to the customer's home. Right? They're going to connect with one another in the van and, and, and uh, basically go into the customer's home, create a connection. And then it, it, takes, it, take, it might take a couple hours fixing the, the product. Yep. Right? So I found that I was, I was much more efficient just meeting the technician at the customer's home, going through the sales process with them, getting the, the homeowner to the point where they're ready to sign on the tablet, and then move on to the next one. 
So I, I don't know if that that helps answer yeah, your I question. Mean, but you're 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 not just there. You, I'm sure you're coaching the technician on how to communicate, how to establish a relationship with a client. Yeah. So that's a that's a great question. What I like to do is do a group training in the morning first thing with all the technicians. Okay, there you go. So I take so I take an hour and and uh, I'll just kind of give you a, a taste of what I do in that first hour. Uh, I start by asking a question, uh, some, something like this: uh, Hey guys, how do you how do you get kissed on the first date? And it's it's amazing how many times technicians start perking up. Right? They go from <laughs> I'm super tired, <laughs> I'm super exhausted, to Hey, I'm, I'm about to learn something here. Right? <laughs> Creeps. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get kissed on the first date? And so uh, there's three things that need to be uh, present in order for you to have a chance at getting kissed on the first date. First, your date needs to feel comfortable. Surprise, surprise. If they don't feel comfortable, you're not getting kissed. Right? Nope. right. Number two, they've got to feel safe. They've got to feel super safe with you. If, if they don't feel safe, you're not getting kissed. And thirdly, they've got to have just a little bit of fun. Okay, if you've got an environment where you have safety, you have comfort, and just a little bit of fun, guess what? You've created a very good environment where you have a great chance of getting kissed. Yeah. The only time I got kissed on a first date is if they had a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you said that because I, I, I was in business for 23 years. Yeah. And um, I, um, in my classes, I'm a technical instructor from Mitsubishi now. Uh, I, it, it always gets on the conversation on the relationship that the technician needs to establish with the, with the client. And I tell them, you can't burn the call. Burning the call is getting in, fixing, and running away. That's you, right. you can't do that. That establishes no relationship. And I tell them, you know, they, they don't have to like you, but they have to trust you. Yeah. And the only way to trust is for them to have a relationship with you. Totally agree. But likability helps, right? Well, it, yeah, of course it does. Yeah. Well, I think they have well, to like you. If they, if they don't like you, they don't want you in their home, and then, you know, and you lose, you don't have that, that trust or that comfort. But let's talk a little bit about this little, um, I don't know what you'd call this. A little, pattern for excellence. Uh, yeah. Pattern for excellence. A little wheel here. You've got some topics on here. So let's yeah. talk about this and, and how a technician can use this. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked. So what I like to do with the technicians is have them follow this pattern, and it's simple. The end goal is to win the moment. Right. And if you're side note, if you're on a date, you want to win the moment, whether it's a kiss, whether it's a, an embrace or, or whatever. Right. Uh, so you want to win that moment. Now, the way that you do that is the eight principles found around that end goal. Right. Which is which is to win the moment. So we want to be super positive and confident. We want to make sure that we're well prepared, well practiced in what we do. We want to show the customer that we're listening to them. We want to show them that we care. We want to reassure them that we're the right people we're the right technician to work with them. We want to ask the right questions, uh, create value, and be grateful. As you master these principles, you're going to win the moment. Now, the way that I approach it with the technicians, uh, first things first, is make sure that, number one, they've got the right environment, right? It's date, all right? You've got to feel comfortable. They've got to feel safe. And uh, they've got to have just a little bit of fun, just a little bit, right? Trust absolutely is first, uh, but a likability also helps as well. Sure. And so, and so if you've got that environment the last thing you want to do is just go out and fix the thing you've been called out to do, which is exactly what you've been saying. In addition to that, you want to get curious inside the customer's home, mm -hmm. right? If they're with you, the last thing you want is a homeowner to leave you. For me, I want to keep that customer next to me the entire time. If I'm, if I'm there 90 minutes, I want the customer there for 90 minutes. Why? Because I'm connecting with them. Yeah. Talking about what I'm finding as I go through, 
right? Now, if they're comfortable with me, if they feel safe, if they're having just a little bit of fun, I'm going to do a whole lot more than just what I've been called out to do. I'm going to be able to look at the entire home. Yes. That's what curiosity is. I'm going to look at the entire home, uh, take a look at the situation. Look, the last thing you want to do as a technician is have to go out there every month with all the new things that the customer finds. No, you want to be proactive. So you only go out one time. See, that's not necessarily sales. That's just phenomenal customer service, right? The yeah. mm. technician wants to feel like they do a good job. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's all, pride. It's satisfaction. Yeah. yeah. So what we need to do and what I like to do is, is paint the picture for what a good job is. A, a good job is having the customer comfortable with you the entire time you're there. A right. good job is them feeling safe. A good job is you having the opportunity to look at the entire home so that by the time you're done, boy, you've taken care of everything inside the customer's home. That's right. So that's our objective. That's our and, goal. And that's how, that's how you establish relationships. Yes. And, and that's all about the relationship. Yeah. So you've been kissed on the first date, I can tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly how we go about it. You guys, look, if I can show them a little bit of personal interest, hey, guys, you're actually going to learn a skill set that can help you outside the office. Okay, It can help you with your relationship, whether you're married or not. Okay, You want to cultivate a good relationship. You want to go on dates with your wife on a regular basis. Um, you want to make sure that you connect with your kids on a regular basis. The way that you do that is you listen, you care, you reassure. But you guys, I'll never forget. Uh, one day I, I, I uh, was sitting in uh, a therapy session with my daughter, Faye. Uh, teenager at the time. She's now... Uh, in her 20s. When we were sitting down in that therapist session, uh, she said something that just totally blew my mind. She said, my dad never listens. I don't think he cares. Dude, that crushed me. No. In a lot of ways. I'll tell you why. I teach people to listen on a regular basis. I teach people to care on a regular basis. Yes. Right. And here my daughter is in a therapy session saying, I'm not listening to her and I don't care. Side note, I changed all of her freaking diapers. I buy all of her clothes. What are you saying? I don't care about you. So it, it, it broke my heart that she was saying this, first of all. Uh, but second of all, as she began to explain in detail what she meant by what she said, she said, look, when I went to my prom, I, I was in a dress. I was coming down the stairs. I worked for two hours on my hair. And my dad's coming up the stairs as I'm going down. And he says, hey, have fun, honey. You, you look great. And she said, he didn't even look at me. He didn't even look at me. And then she started sharing examples like that. And I just get preoccupied. You know, I'm focused on other things. That's interesting. Working like crazy. Yeah, we but, all do it. But I yeah. told her, I said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, it was, it, it turned out to be quite a therapy session. I thought it was for her. It was actually for me. Yeah. Yeah. Recognizing, yeah. oh my gosh, I need to listen. I need to care. I need to reassure my kids, right? I need to do exactly what I teach technicians and CSRs. You can apply that to relationship with anybody. I forget who it was, but somebody once said, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Exactly. And that applies to the technician going yes. in to speak to the customer, whether it's a commercial customer, a residential customer. It doesn't matter. They need to feel all those things that you you. And they're going to show said. interest. If you're not comfortable with somebody, you're not going to want to do business with them. And if and if you let them finish that job that day, you're not going to call them back. Right. It's just it's mm -hmm. just the way we are. Let's um let's talk about your website a little bit. I'm on the website right now, and it's uh, powersellingpros.com, right? And yeah. you have something on there underneath training programs. It's called Tech Talks. Right? Yeah. And tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's an online training platform where technicians can go on, and it's a great way to kind of get yourself in the right mindset before you go out to the customer's home. Uh, it's a three- to five-minute uh, video with a couple of question and answers to make sure that you were listening and paying attention. And then uh, uh, you go into the customer's home and, and do exactly 
exactly what you just learned over that five minutes. But the intention is to get in the right mindset. And that's what Tech Talks does is put you in the right mindset, teaches these principles, reiterates them on a regular basis. Um, after your visit with the homeowner, I would definitely pull out this pattern for excellence and just ask yourself, was I positive? Was I confident to, you know, not come across with a, a good attitude? Uh, did I come across really prepared? Just ask yourself, just self-evaluate, right? Did I listen? Did I show the customer that I was listening? Did I show them that I cared? Did I reassure them? They've called the right place that I'm the right technician to take care of them. Did I ask the right questions? Did I create value? Was I grateful? Uh, those types of things, just self-evaluating after every session. But yeah, tech talks is, is a phenomenal tool that you can access from your phone. Uh, and, and that's, if I'm a technician, I, before every phone call, I'd jump on tech talks and just do a quick three to five minute video, ask, answer the questions, just get myself in the right mm -hmm. mindset. Yeah. Right. And if we have technicians out there, if we have business owners out there, they want to know more information about this, find out more, how can they get a hold of you or what do they need to do? Yeah. So go to powersellingpros.com. That's P O W E R S E L L I N G P R O S.com. Uh, that's the, that's a great way to, in fact, you can, uh, get on a demo with one of our, uh, uh, business developers and they can go over how tech talks works. Appreciate you bringing it up. Yeah. And this is your business. You started this business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 15 years ago. Wow. Well, good. Well, congratulations. Good Thanks so you. much. Appreciate that. Excellent. You also have a book. Yes. Uh, this is my third book. It's called something to give. Um, I own three businesses, um, and counting. I haven't stopped yet. I enjoy starting businesses and getting them running by themselves. And I find that in this uh, industry, there's a lot of contractors that are great at starting a business, but they're not good at pulling themselves out of the business and letting it run by itself. And so wow. uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this book teaches contractors, it's for contractors to, uh, to recognize the talent they already have on their team and giving them uh, a safe place where they can uh, learn through success and failure and um, basically grow the business uh, with other team members as opposed to losing them when they want to start their own business. So, awesome. so getting it running by itself, uh, there's a lot of events that you go to where uh, the speaker says, hey, you need to get out of your business. We're gone instead of in it. But they don't talk about how to do that. Yeah. And so I, I take them through step by step how I did it in hopes that uh, they can do something similar to get a business running by itself. Right. And you're talking to some contractors here because we forgot to mention we're at the 2023 Diamond Contractor Conference here in the Miami area. That's right. And, and you're here, you got a table set up, and I saw you talking to a bunch of contractors there yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, you're here to just get the word out to help them. Yeah, they all have a, a need. They've got CSRs, dispatchers, lead coordinators that uh, need to be coached and trained on a regular basis. And side note, when I was when I was working with uh, techs, one of the main things I needed to uh, – to uh, fix with, with, uh, with their company that I was working with is not being one of five bids. The only time I couldn't sell something is when I was one of five bids. And it happened once. I had over 100 calls. I sold something on every one of them except the one where I was one of five bids. First thing I did was walk into the uh, shop and talk to the business owner and say, look, you've got to make sure your CSRs are held accountable. To the point where the customer recognizes, holy cow, this is the right company to work with. Look, you are 911. There's no 912. Help us on the way. That means your CSR has got to provide, provide such an amazing experience over the phone that when that customer hangs up, he's not calling anybody else. Right. Yeah. I want to be the only one going out to the customer's home. There's nothing that hurts a technician's confidence more than being a number. So the CSR has got to be coached. The CSR has got to be trained on a regular basis and held accountable to a high level. Now, I know most contractors don't have time to do this, which is why I started Power Slam Pros. 
right? We've, we've got to hold our CSRs accountable. This is why we coach them one-on-one twice a month using their own phone calls. We take them through four levels of certification. By the time we're done, they're booking calls, they're wowing customers, they're making sure the technician is the only one going out to the customer's home so they can create that good experience, that connection with the customer. If they're one of five bids, it's really hard to do that. But if they're the only one going out to the customer's home, I mean, just imagine how that's going to increase your sales being the only one that goes out to the customer's home. That's right. That's right. good. Good stuff. No, no, thanks. So um, one bit of advice, one last word as, we, as we, we finish. Think about the technician right now who's in the van on the way to a job site. What is the one bit of advice that you can give them right now that's going to help? So I would do, I would do let's just summarize what we've been talking yeah. about. Okay. Six steps. First things first, first three. The way you get kissed on the first day is the same way you create a connection, an emotional connection with the customer in the customer's home. Okay. Comfort, safety, fun. Those three have to fun, be there. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the first three steps. The second three steps, very simple. Once you have that environment where they feel safe, they feel comfortable, they're having a little bit of fun. All you need to do now is just get curious, gain access to the entire home with that curiosity. Hey, what's going on here? What's going on there? Just point it out. Hey, what's going on? You're passing by the water heater. Talk about it. Right. You're passing. If you do plumbing, you're passing by the sink. Talk about it. Right. It's not like they're not looking at it. They exactly. know it. You pass by the, the, the bathroom and you can hear the, the toilet leaking yes. through, right? Obviously, something's going on there. You just just talk about it, right? If it's a date and they feel comfortable, they feel safe, they have a little bit of fun, they're going to love it. They're going to appreciate it. They're going to see that as a great customer experience. So get curious. Provide options, okay? Don't assume what they want, okay? You are a customer. You are not your customer, Okay. Don't assume anything. Yep. Right. Let them, you want to create a buying environment. They don't want to feel, customer doesn't want to feel sold. Right. Yeah. So you provide the options and then you get to yes or no. You mean, that means you, you get to them saying yes, or you get to them saying no, that's it. Okay. Safety, comfort, fun, get curious, provide options, get to yes or no. That's it guys. And that, that's a good point, Brigham, because I'd rather take a no than a maybe any day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'll take a no before it may be yeah. any day. Yeah. Once those options are provided and guys don't, don't think they can't afford it. Yeah. They can afford it. Okay. If they want to afford it, they'll afford it, but you've got to let them make that decision. The minute you start pointing them in one direction, you're selling. Stop doing that. That's right. Yeah. Provide options. Get to yes or no. <clears throat> right. Beautiful. Thank you. Brigham. Thank you for joining us. Um, I learned is good. a couple of things here. Yeah. yeah. And we wish you the best of luck. Thanks and so much. enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Good to meet you. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.